circle of nature around us, circle of nature within us. Welcome to Circle of Nature. This is Selena Fox. And join me today as we explore Mother Earth Goddess Altars and Rituals. Let us begin by honoring Mother Earth. Mother Earth, a name that is one of many names for the Earth that is our home. Mother Earth, we call to you. Mother Earth, we honor you. Mother Earth, we celebrate you. Come, be with us. Inspire us, guide us in our sacred work with you. And our work together on behalf of planet Earth. So be it. Mother Earth is a term used to conceptualize, to identify the sacred dimensions of planet Earth, our home. I make a distinction between Earth, the element, which includes soil, sand, pebbles, rocks, the actual stuff um, that grows our food and is foundation for our homes, our forests, ecosystems, that's part of planet Earth. Planet Earth being the entire biosphere, not only including land, gardens and fields and soil, but the waters, fresh and salt water and brackish water, that's part of planet Earth, our home. The air, the atmosphere that makes it possible to have life here on planet Earth, the sacred air. And energy may take the form of flames, electricity, but the vitality, the life force that's within living things, that's within the planet as a whole. And the fifth element, spirit, the interconnecting sacred source that links the sacred earth, the sacred air, the sacred fire, the sacred water together that are part of the biosphere of planet earth that not only includes these sacred elements, but creatures of many kinds and vegetation of many kinds and ecosystems and of course, humankind being part of the mix. So as we take a look at Mother Earth Goddess altars and rituals, let us call to mind a way of relating to planet Earth, our home, that is not only here and now contemporary, 
but something rooted in the ancient past, even amongst cultures that might not have fully had an idea of planet Earth as a globe. There are a variety of ways of honoring planet Earth by sacred names and sacred forms. In some cultures and civilizations, the earth was more in the form of an earth spirit, gender neutral. And in some places, such as ancient Egypt, you had Geb, the god of the earth and vegetation. But by far, the most common depiction of divinity connected with planet earth has been the form of a goddess. Amongst the ancient Greeks, her name, Gaia. Amongst the Romans, Terra. The Etruscans called her Cell, and in some Celtic traditions, Danu is linked with Mother Earth. Amongst Baltic people, including the Lithuanians, the Xenia, and Germanic peoples would call her Nerthus. The Norse called her Sif, and in Anatolia, the ancient goddess Sibyl or Kibale. In China, Hotu, amongst Hindus, one of the names for the earth goddess, Umi, amongst the Sumerians, and in the Americas, amongst the Incas, Pachamama is perhaps one of the best known of the Mother Earth goddesses in the Americas. Amongst the Maori, Papa, and in Africa, an Arisha, Babaluaye. These are just a few of the Mother Earth goddess names that can be part of Earth goddess rituals and altars. A good place to begin is to connect with your own ancestral heritage and to do some research. What were sacred names and forms connected with the earth, our home, that your ancestors may have used. Also take a look at the place on planet earth where you're living. What are some of the cultural and spiritual influences that have been part of the heritage of that area? That's another source of inspiration. For myself, in my personal practices, I prefer the term Mother Earth because it is more universal. It connects with the planet in a mother goddess form, one who is nurturing, but Part of mother's work is to also teach lessons. And I do a variety of mother earth 
practices is part of my own personal spiritual work and guiding small and large group ceremonies to help others connect with planet Earth in a sacred way through Mother Earth Goddess is also something that's part of my life's work. Well, let's take a look at some Mother Earth Goddess altars, as well as some Mother Earth Goddess rituals. I'm beginning with altars because creating an altar can be a ritual in of itself. The first thing to call to mind has to do with some pragmatics regarding the altar. What is the focus and who will have access and will be using it? You may wish to create a Mother Earth Goddess altar as part of your personal practice or create a space on your main home altar, if you have several, your, the altar that you use as your main focus for spiritual activities, you may want to create a section on that altar that's dedicated to honoring the earth. You may be part of a household and you might want to have a household altar where members of the household, be you related as a family by blood or a family by choice, each would have an opportunity to contribute to the household Mother Earth Goddess altar. And then there are Mother Earth Goddess altars that serve a community that is composed of individuals and families and households and groups that all come together and connect. I have um, in my home, my own personal Mother Earth place. And at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, located in southwestern Wisconsin, USA, we have an altar in the form of a shrine, an outdoor shrine to Mother Earth. And it's one of the oldest of the shrines that we have. And in addition to our altar shrine that's within a rock outcropping along our ritual ridge, we have a microlithic stone circle, which is dedicated to planetary healing and communion with the sacred earth, the earth spirit and mother earth in particular. <laughs> The location for a Mother Earth Goddess altar can be indoors or outdoors. If you're having it indoors, then something to keep in mind has to do with space 
and duration. And duration is an important consideration for any type of sacred space that you work with. You may create a Mother Earth Goddess altar for a particular ritual and you set it up and do the ritual. And then when the ritual is complete, you take the altar down. So that would be a single use for a particular ritual. Or you may want to have a place that you dedicate to Mother Earth Goddess for ongoing work with her. And when I talk about an altar, typically it's on a table or some kind of structure that's elevated and has multiple objects on it. But a Mother Earth altar could be as simple as having a image of the Mother Earth Goddess or a photograph of planet Earth taken from outer space or an illustration and placed on a wall and that could be your altar, your image that you focus on, your sacred space. So you do not need to have lots of room dedicated to an ongoing Mother Earth Goddess altar. You can find a way to create a focal point for connecting with her and to have it as part of your ongoing routine. At Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, we have a variety of festivals and other events that happen on site. And yes, we also at times have hybrid gatherings that not only have people gathered in person, but we also find a way to live stream that um, or record them for people to join us virtually. Our stone circle is something that was created back in 1983 when we first acquired the property. And shortly after beginning our stone circle, we created the Mother Earth Goddess Altar Shrine, which is just a short walk from the stone circle. And as people come and take part in festivals and other events, or come at one of our visiting times, many people will go to these communal spaces on our sacred land and do their own personal work at the Mother Earth Altar Shrine um, and or the Stone Circle. For our Stone Circle, I actually see that as an ongoing community art project in addition to a sacred place where we connect with the Mother Earth Goddess there. We invite people to bring a stone, a pebble, a rock from their own area or from some special place on planet Earth that they have visited. 
And then as they visit the circle to find a place in the ring of stones that marks the space to place that object and to leave it there as an offering and to put forth the intention for healing and well-being for planet Earth, an offering for Mother Earth to care for the planet that's the physical manifestation of our home area. Some people will create a Mother Earth altar specifically for a festival. It might be a one-day festival or one that lasts a week or longer. And they will have that altar set up as sacred space for rituals to Mother Earth and to have it be a place between group rituals where people could go and reflect and connect. So thinking about what the focus is, who has access, whether you're having it indoors or outdoors, and how long will that altar or shrine be um, in operation? So those are important considerations. I also, at my home area, have some places outdoors where I've been able to connect with Mother Earth as goddess. And one of those is atop a hill that's fairly close to where my house is. I live in a forest with my husband and our land adjoining Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve. Having a place outdoors can be really fabulous as well. Some people will create a Mother Earth Goddess altar in a garden space. And if you are in an apartment and you don't have an outdoor garden space per se, but have some kind of patio where you have plants, you might consider having a planter and within that planter have an image of the Mother Earth Goddess along with whatever vegetation is growing there. And that itself can be your Mother Earth Goddess altar. So why create an altar? It can help us focus our attention and our intention to connect and commune with the goddess as Mother Earth. It provides a focal point and especially for Mother Earth goddess altars that last over time, it builds up the association with working with that place, with her. And therefore, it becomes easier and easier to make that connection by virtue of, of the ritual and meditation activity that happens at the area. Certainly one can create an altar in one's mind one good way of being able to do a mental altar to Mother Earth is to have 
seen one or more altars that actually have a physical form and to draw some inspiration from that in creating what some people would call an astral altar, one that happens within inner space. So what are some items to put on an altar to honor Mother Earth as goddess? I think the most important thing is to have some representation of the planet and or of the earth goddess. In my own collection of divine forms that um, include some reproductions from archeological finds in different parts of the world, as well as some newer creations created by artist um, as part of their artistic work. I have a range of Mother Earth Goddess images. Among um, my favorite ones is actually a reproduction of a limestone image that some have called the Venus of Villendorf. Well, it's not necessarily Venus, and Willendorf refers to the part of Austria where this 35,000-year-old-plus uh, goddess form was discovered. And one of the wonderful things about more people embracing forms of paganism and other forms of eco and nature spirituality is that more images from the ancient past are being reproduced and made available for people around the world. And so one of the things that I have done over the years is actually have a reproduction of this Villendorf goddess, considering, considering her as a depiction of Mother Earth as goddess. No one knows for sure how that image was used thousands of years ago. But part of what's happened in the 20th and 21st century is that image has um, come to be used as a sacred form for connecting with the great goddess, this great mother as Mother Earth. Another ancient form of the great mother is sometimes known as the goddess of La Salle. There is a, an image of her from France and I have a plaque that's based on that ancient rendition of the great mother. And I have used that in the past for some of my mother earth ceremonies and altars. <clears throat> One of my favorite images is a reproduction of Gaia that dates back to ancient Greece. And I have a contemporary rendition of um, Sybil or Sibylle, uh, the Anatolian Earth Mother. And she is seated on a throne between two lions that um, form part of her throne, and she, in the rendition I have, 
has a globe of Mother Earth that is there. It's not an exact reproduction, but it's been um, inspired from the past. Another one of the Mother Earth goddess images that I have and that we've used at Circle Sanctuary Earth Day events is something known as the Millennium Goddess, uh, Gaia. And Oberon Zell, a pagan priest and artist, helped birth this. And, um, and it came into being just as we moved into the 21st century. And she is green with a very large belly that is the earth. And he has rendered different forms of creatures um, and etched them in her body. So she actually is representing zoological diversity in addition to the planet. So find a good depiction of the Mother Earth Goddess, something that appeals to you. If you're connected with a particular form of the Earth Goddess, according to a cultural strand of heritage or where you live or the spiritual tradition you practice, then take a look at ancient and contemporary renditions of earth goddess in that way and select one. It doesn't need to be a sculpture. You can actually find quite a bit of wonderful mother earth goddess art online and could find some that are copyright free and create a image, a two-dimensional image that you frame and then have that available for your altar space. In addition to looking at a depiction of the great mother goddess as mother earth, I invite you to also consider getting an actual photograph of planet earth representing the actual physical manifestation of planet earth that is our home. You might get a globe back in the 1990s as Earth Day became more widely observed every April 22nd. A company made a series of globes, uh, soft sculptures, and called them Hugga Planets. And I have used these in community rituals, especially involving youth. Um, they're pretty durable, they can be passed around, and literally we can hug the planet as part of a ritual and as part of work around a Mother Earth Goddess altar. Another one of the ways to depict planet Earth on a Mother Earth Goddess altar is to get an inflatable globe and I have one that I take with me when I go in travels. And the advantage of having an inflatable globe is it, um, with the air removed, will fit neatly and carry on luggage. And yet when it's inflated, it's a very big invisible image of the planet. In addition to having a depiction of the divine, of Mother Earth Goddess and also an image of the planet, I would suggest some other things to include 
would be representations of the elements of nature. According to your own tradition, a bowl or chalice of water or the sacred water, a feather, a thurible or incense burner and some incense that you kindle for air, a platter of salt or sand or cornmeal or dried herbs um, or a rock um, to represent the earth element, the soil, the substance that's part of land. And for fire, could be a sun symbol representing solar energy or a candle flame or a wand, especially in the growing season time, one that's sprouting, uh, representing the life force. For the fifth element spirit, I like having a clear quartz crystal to represent that spiritual dimension and sacred spirit that connects us all together. In addition to having elemental tools, I also recommend wherever the altar may be in whatever form it takes and be it indoors or outside, that you have some symbol that represents the place, the spirit of place where you have your altar and are doing your sacred work with the Mother Earth Goddess. And a simple way is to get a small dish of soil from the place where your shrine is, or perhaps a pebble or a rock that has come from the land where you are. This is a reminder of your particular place connection and your connection with the planet through spirit of place. Of course, having a variety of ceremonial implements to use at an altar is helpful. And you may want to decorate your Mother Earth Goddess altar, especially if it's a year-round altar, with symbols of the season that you gather either at a local farmer's market or if you're in a place where you have gardens and some grounds around and you're able um, to gather some things from around where the altar is located, that also is a fabulous addition to a Mother Earth Goddess altar. I like having either some mint sprigs that I've harvested or a, a mint plant that um, I have grown or has come to be as a result of root division. I do a lot of herb gardening. Having a vase with some cut flowers also can be another wonderful addition to a Mother Earth Goddess altar. Now, I've talked a lot about some items for creating an altar that you will be using and creating. I also would like to share with you the magic and the power of having a group created altar for a mother earth goddess. And this can take the form if it's, for example, an earth day ritual, 
and you have a particular location where you're going to be doing that ceremony, be it indoors or outdoors, that you, if you're facilitating the ceremony or one of the people helping to organize the event, that you tell people ahead of time to bring something that connects them with planet Earth and Mother Earth to the ceremony to put on the altar. Now, it can be put on the altar as a collective artistic creation, and it can be energized as part of the ceremony. And then at the end of the ceremony, everyone would be taking their items back into their home areas and then using whatever item they had contributed to the altar as a focal point for work that they do in their own space. One of the wonderful things about having diverse people gather for a Mother Earth Goddess ritual is the creativity that can come as people create an altar together. I like when I'm facilitating that part of a ceremony, and sometimes I've done these at retreats when I've been um, a featured speaker at a retreat or conference or festival, we will gather, we will center ourselves, we'll have the items with us, and then we begin the ritual work that we do together by invoking Mother Earth, asking her guidance, and then we start creating the altar together, having a chant that everyone does as that altar is being created is a wonderful piece of ritual. It builds momentum, it strengthens connections with the Mother Earth Goddess. And besides, it can be a lot of fun. So what's an example of a chant that you might do? You may want to chant the name Mother Earth over and over. In fact, I've used that very simple form of a chant as part of community rituals, not only just for creating an altar, but for attuning people from diverse backgrounds and places to the Mother Earth Goddess. Mother, 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 Mother. It can be that simple. And when you get people chanting together in unison, and if you have some as part of the group that are good at harmonizing, once you've begun the chant in unison, then wonderful um, additional melody lines that complement can be created. You may want to add some additional words to a simple chant. We honor Mother. We honor Mother. Or Mother. 
part of a group that's not comfortable with actually singing, well, then you can speak, shout, whisper words. Mother Earth, Goddess. Mother Earth, Goddess. Mother Earth, Goddess. Be with us, be with us, be with us. So those are some examples of some chanting that can be done in creating a community Mother Earth Goddess altar and can be done as part of Mother Earth Goddess rituals. And now I'd like to share with you some examples of rituals that you can do once that you have a altar or a sacred space selected and set up for connecting with Mother Earth Goddess through ritual. A ritual can take a lot of different forms. So one of the things to do in preparing to do group ritual is to get a sense of how many people will be taking part. What's the connections that the people have with each other? Is it a group that meets regularly? How big is the group? Is it a small group uh, with a dozen people or less? Um, is it several dozen people? Is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? And I've done a variety of group rituals honoring Mother Earth as goddess over the decades, and I like to get a sense of the space where the ritual will be held, as well as get a sense of the diversity of those who will be joining. Will there be elderly people present? Will there be young people, infants, um, children present? Are there people who have particular um, mobility needs or some other disabilities that can get accommodated in some way. The idea is to know as much as you can in advance about those who will be taking part so that you can structure the ritual appropriately. What can be very powerful for a group of seven people may fall flat if you've got 700. Um, and I know some groups like to do a full body smudge prior to starting an actual ritual, the actual spiritual cleansing part, which is a ritual in and of itself. But if you have several hundred people that, um, and you only have a couple people doing the full body smudge for everybody that's taking part, uh, that could take hours. So you have to be realistic too, in terms of the length of time. Is this 
ritual going to be happening within the context of a festival in which there are a variety of different activities being scheduled? Well, it's good to be aware of time boundaries and to come up with your basic plan and then a backup in the event you need to shift gears if something's taking a little longer than it needs to and you have limited time to be able to uh, make some adjustments as the ritual is underway. I'm gonna share with you an example of um, an Earth Day ceremony that has evolved over the years at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve Earth Day is a very important time, not only for me personally, but our community. Back in 1970, April 22nd, first Earth Day um, began as an opportunity to have people get more in tune with environmental needs, increase the awareness and actually turn that awareness into motivation and action. And I was one of the hundreds of people that helped organize that very first Earth Day. I was a senior. Um, I was at the College of William and Mary and it actually was my junior year and we had a teach-in and yes, we not only shared information about working for a better environment, but coming out of that teach-in experience was some practical action that actually led to some positive environmental changes. So, as Circle Sanctuary emerged in the few years after that first Earth Day, Earth Day has become one of our festivals. Yes, we celebrate the eight Sabbaths of the pagan wheel of the year. I sometimes call Earth Day the ninth Sabbath, uh, happening right between our spring equinox and our Beltane or some people consider Earth Day kind of an early Beltane. Uh, but we have our own celebration for it. What do we do at our Earth Day ceremony? We go typically have it at our stone circle, microlithic stone circle at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve. We bring a stone from our home area that we use in the ritual and we'll give with a prayer for the planet to the stone circle as part of our work. We call to the sacred directions and we work with more than the four compass points. We connect with the sacred earth in the north, sacred air in the east, sacred fire in the south, sacred water in the west. We connect with our atmosphere in the cosmos above us, and below us, we connect with the spirit of place, of land, and the planet Earth. And in the center, we connect with the fifth element, the sacred spirit that connects us all together. Uh, we will call for clean earth, clean air, clean energy, clean water um, through a chant. So we do some environmental chants. And as part of our ceremony, we take a journey in that sacred place and experience ourselves communing with Mother Earth as goddess. 
we call to her, we invoke her, we take a journey and we experience her. We strengthen our attunement to her. And then as part of that meditation, we invite her to connect with her own deep self to bring forth guidance of something that we could take specific action on to bring about a healthier planet Earth. And in some of our Earth Day ceremonies, and they do take somewhat different forms depending on who's facilitating. I've facilitated many of them, but we've also had other people facilitate them. We um, we may speak what messages come to us. Sometimes we'll chant together. Sometimes we will use our hands and gently make a rhythm as we move our hands up and down on the soil within the stone circle. One of my favorite parts, and it usually happens at the end, we'll take the stone or pebble or crystal or rock that we brought with us from our home areas. And we'll do a chant and we'll walk around clockwise in the circle until we get a sense of where in the ring we feel our offering needs to go. And then we stop and we place that offering there and experience ourselves putting forth that prayer, that blessing for a particular environmental need or for the planet as a whole. And then as we culminate that ceremony, we join hands together and give thanks to the sacred forces that we have invoked. Not only the five elements and the spirits of place, but the mother earth. So that's an example of a group Earth Day ceremony. We do mix it up every year as different people get involved. Uh, one year, I have a very large inflatable globe that's six feet in diameter. And we it literally takes up the whole center part of the circle. And we will have everyone, it's big enough that even if you have dozens of people there, everyone can come up and actually physically touch this representation of the planet. Um, and so we have had a very large globe as part of it. And we've had smaller ones to hug a planets we have passed around. <clears throat> I think that participating participatory rituals tend to get more group energy moving together and there are ways of building that energy through chanting, through movement, through ritual postures, through visualization. In addition to our Earth Day ceremony that happens at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, and we've had it online at times as well. Um, there have been some other Mother Earth Goddess rituals that I've done over the years. One was held at 
our pagan spirit gathering back in 1995, back when it was in Wisconsin. And we actually had a cave, an onyx cave uh, at the gathering venue and got permission to be able to use that cave for our Mother Earth ceremony. If you're interested in hearing a transcript of that, we actually have CDs that we made from that, um, we called it the Sacred Cave Ritual uh, back in 1995. And you can go to circlesanctuary.org and look at our resources shop. And we still have some of those available. We, in this case, we processed, and there are hundreds of people in this ritual, processed into the cave through a series of pathways. Um, we did chanting as we went into the cave and then went to the very center of the cave once we were all gathered with the help of the campground owners, we extinguished the lights. We were in total darkness, deep in the body of Mother Earth in an ancient cave. And the sound within that space was really fabulous as our voices wove together some harmonies and we had some drums and some other instruments that were also part of the ceremony. We invoked the Mother Earth Goddess in a number of languages, by a number of sacred names from all around the planet, because Pagan Spirit Gathering brings together people from many different cultural, ethnic, um, and international heritages. And we um, were able to honor the Mother Earth as not only using Mother Earth as a common denominator way of invoking her, but wove over that chant a variety of different names across the ages and around the world for the Mother Earth. We also had a time where we sat in darkness and silence and attuned to the Great Mother and let guidance come up for us. And of course, one of the things I think is important to do as part of a Mother Earth Goddess ritual is not only to invoke and align with her, but to listen to her and to give thanks to her. So we use chanting and rhythms and meditation throughout the duration of that very special ritual that was held back in 1995. And then as we processed out of the cave, we carried with us our deeper connection with the Mother Earth Goddess, as well as our connection with each other, having had this experience. Another example of a large group ceremony that I have done over the years has an interreligious, international, multilingual um, dimension to it, multicultural dimension to it. 
circle for planet earth it's sometimes called or ceremony for planet earth and i have done versions of this particular interfaith ceremony within a large conference called the parliament of the world's religions and i will be doing a version of this with the help of ministers and community members from the circle sanctuary community as well as some elders from some other pagan traditions from different parts of the world at the Parliament of the World's Religions in 2023 um, in August. And so some more information about that event and Circle Sanctuary's interreligious work is at circlesanctuary.org. For our Circle for Planet Earth, and the structure for this is to have those who are having presenter parts ahead of time to select an invocation that they've created or adapted or found and to have those who have music, a musical contribution, um, those who have a reading or a reflection. So we gather the different parts that honor Mother Earth, that our prayers to her to aid humans in their work to mitigate climate change. We have the various pieces come together several weeks ahead of time. And then I, um, with whatever assistance I have, we find a way to sequence the different contributions and put them in a cohesive flow. And then when it comes time to do the ceremony, we gather in the space and everyone will have gotten an understanding of when um, they will be um, doing their part. And it literally flows from one part to the other. We always conclude the ceremony for planet Earth, the circle for planet Earth, with something that creates a sense of united focus for a healthier planet. Um, we not only call on Mother Earth and honor her and invite her guidance, but I see it's really important to not only pray for a healthier environment, but to energize ourselves to be agents of change for a healthier environment. And another Mother Earth ceremony that I'd like to share with you is actually embedded in my annual summer solstice morning ritual that's part of the pagan spirit gathering every year. And it has some elements in common with the Circle for Planet Earth that I've done not only at the Parliament of the World's Religions, but at some other interreligious and international gatherings. And in this case, um, we begin our summer solstice ritual with an honoring of the sun, because that's really what solstice is about. But in the second part of the ritual, it's about the earth. It's using the power of the solstice time to energize ourselves and build awareness and connection 
with the planet as a whole. And we do that by calling on Mother Earth, putting our prayers to her, chanting with her. And we have an image of planet Earth that we use during that part. So just as with some of the other Earth, um, Mother Earth rituals that I've been talking about, there's planetary healing part. That's the essence of the Earth part within our morning summer solstice ritual. And for more information about these rituals and some other ones, you, I invite you to go to my Selena Fox YouTube channel and the Circle Sanctuary YouTube channel. Um, we have some material connected with honoring Mother Earth at those two places, as well as check out our social media, the Circle Sanctuary website. So as we take a look at rituals for Mother Earth Goddess, something to keep in mind is to look at the location, the time of day, the length of time available for the ceremony. And another important part is to what extent is the ceremony going to be documented in some way? Are you going to video it? Are you going to take pictures? Is someone going to write a report? And documenting is not an essential part of, the, of every Mother Earth Goddess ritual I've done, but I bring it up because if you do want to have a record of this, and in addition to doing your own personal notes about what has happened, you may want to share this with others because a ritual has its own power being done as a piece, but it is a kind of art, a kind of performance art. And in that regard, it's a kind of living bardic tradition and can be shared with others. One of the reasons that we did a recording of our sacred cave ritual was we knew it was a unique opportunity and we only had it that one year. And because we recorded it, we have an audio memory and record of ourselves gathering at that time, not only helping us with memory, but having that be part of the larger history of contemporary paganism that we are collectively creating and for all of us who are doing practices. Um, when we had the Parliament of the World's Religions online, which was in 2021, uh, one of the ceremonies I facilitated was the Circle for Planet Earth. And, and we had an opportunity to have that recorded and being part of not only the Parliament's archives, but our own. So if you're going to be recording something, it's really important to talk with people ahead of time so they have choice. And if they want to continue to take part or um, perhaps they want to wear something that's gonna be videoed, 
um, a colorful mask if they are not interested in having their face appear. Or you may have a section um, where people who prefer not to be seen could be as part of a ritual that you're going to video and share with others. So make sure that you are able to um, check in with people before you actually do the ritual and not assume just because some people might want it documented that everybody is coming from that space. And some people are from traditions that really um, do not do any documentation in terms of audiovisual recording of ceremonies that's not permitted in some traditions. So I do think that if you're going to be doing a Mother Earth Goddess ritual and you're having people contribute sacred names from a variety of different cultures, ideally those who are sharing those invocations and forms from different cultures have some personal connection with those cultures so that there is appreciation and education rather than appropriation that could cause some stress. Um, so ritual work is a really powerful way of taking an altar that you've created letting it be a focal point for personal, small group, large group, and huge community ceremonies. So in closing, let's take a few moments and do a planet Earth meditation using the power of the Mother Earth Goddess. I invite you in the next few moments of quiet to take some deep breaths, Connect with the place where you are at. Honor that place. And from honoring the spirit of that place, imagine yourself not only connecting with the particular locale, but calling to mind yourself being part of the planet. You are part of the biosphere, the community of life, of elements, of ecosystems, of weather and climate patterns that are part of planet Earth. On the surface, the atmosphere above and deep into the earth and the waters. And now I invite you to call to the Mother Earth Goddess and imagine her taking a form and in your mind's eye rising up and holding the planet in her hands. The planet that you've envisioned, yes, with you being a small part of that larger sphere. Mother Earth, we call to you. Mother Earth, we honor you. Mother Earth, aid us 
and deepening our connection with you. Aid us in our work with other humans and the circle of nature here on planet Earth to bring about a healthier planet. Not only at Earth Month and Earth Day, but throughout the year and in times to come. Mother celebrate you. Let us take from our time with you now and in our explorations of Mother Earth Goddess altars and rituals. Continue to be a guiding force in our lives and to inspire us and to guide us as we strengthen our connections with you through altars and rituals and strengthen and expand our ways of being part of solutions instead of pollutions here on planet Earth, our home. So mote it be, aho, amen, ashe, Namaste, salam, shalom, blessed be. Thank you all for being part of Circle of Nature and our journey in exploring Mother Earth Goddess altars and rituals. I invite you to share your feedback with me and you can do so by emailing me, Selena, S-E-L-E-N-A, at circlesanctuary.org. And I invite you to continue your exploration of Mother Earth Goddess altars and rituals by creating and working with an altar and a ritual as part of your way of spiritual practice with the circle of nature. Many thanks. 